River kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevois sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevois seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 14. So, when last, when last we left you, you were having a very abbreviated kingdom turn where we got interrupted continuously. Yep. Uh, which had ended with a horrible plague. Yes, I remember the horrible plague. Um, Before that, I built a silver mine. After that, I lost most of my money. Or rather, a mild plague with some horrible riots associated. Yes. And then we come to the next month. Yes. And you may do whatever you like with your life. Alright, so I have now... This month, I would like to do a kingdom turn, um, sort out my sword, and then go adventuring. Yep. So we begin with the kingdom turn, and I don't have stars now. Yep, I'm so clever. That's not a very big number, Uh, and I will, alas, just fail because I have one by a single point because I have one point of unrest. Not anymore. Now I have two points of unrest. Correct. I actually meant to ask you last time with the play. You you had the option that I actually didn't give you of keeping your money and getting unrest instead. Um, you, you know, don't treat your people. As no, no, I'm, I'm I'm good with the um, I'm good with the one that came out the way it came out. I presume as much, but yeah, it's polite to at least offer your options, mm-hmm. like and pretend you have choices mm-hmm. instead of just getting on the railroad. Could you um, put this in my collection of, fi- of random paperwork files? I could. It's a sheet of... It, it, it's handy to ca- occasionally I need to go back and look at my notes, but most of the time I don't. Okay, so again, another point of unrest. Pay consumption? Pay consumption. Yep. Do with King of Thrillity, pay consumption, fill vacant like magic item slots. Uh, Sold your potion of magic fang. Yeah, I did. Um, so that was the. Um, so that's the only one that needs replacing. What were the two in the temple? The two were just above the potion of magic fang. Uh, Wand of fox's cunning. That's it. And scroll of owl's wisdom. Cool. Um, and what's the new one? A scroll of undetectable alignment. <laughs> huh? Wisdom. Okay. And then at this point, I will do the economy check. 
Yep. And I'm going to ditch the undetectable enlightenment one. Which I succeed in doing. Yep. Somebody in your kingdom somewhere who doesn't want their alignment detected buys it. Yep. Unseen by Caleb. Yep. There's nothing to be worried about there. It's not like you're only with them detecting their alignment anyway. Yeah, it's very true. Well, but you, you I suppose, theoretically have access to such things. Yep. Uh, punch people with your royal enforcer. Still not. Assign leadership. Uh, no, I'm good. Claim and abandon hexes, build through improvements, create improved settlements. Alright, um, I am going to claim one more hex. Okay. Yep. And it is going to be, um, E5. God, this is like playing battleships sometimes. Mm-hmm. You sink the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, E5 is, um, it's a hill hex with a bridge that used to be weak, but not since Kayla mended it. Yep. Not tremendously exciting, but it does have the key attribute of filling in some of the... Because my kingdom's kind of on a bendy stick thing, it fills in a bit of a gap. So I've got a bit more actual terrain control. Not surprisingly, that hex contains a bridge. Yep. Nothing uh, Nothing particularly exciting, I presumed. Uh, it, it, basically, if you build a road where there's already a bridge, you don't have to build a bridge to go with your road. Sweet. So I will put that on the map then, just in case. Other than that, it does you know, pretty much what you expect on the town. Yep, so that's right. So the first thing is to actually record the various upgrades to my world. Alright, and this is the big one. I am size 11. Awesome. I'm, I'm also perfectly happy if you want to build your buildings and then do all your upgrades at once. It, there's so many with size, I'd, ra- I, I, okay. I'd rather do it at one t- time. Okay, so size becomes 11, control DC becomes ouch. 32. Okay, and there we go. Yeah. Um, so what do I get for being size 11? I know it makes a difference to some stuff. Uh, you get access to a bigger army. Right. So that means my maximum possible army size increases, doesn't Correct. it? Yeah. Okay, um terrain improvements. Yep, terrain improvements, buildings, etc. I would like to build a farm and a fishery in that hex. Mm-hmm. You know what a farm does. Yep. And I know what a fishery does. Well, I'm I'm clearly unneeded here. So that reduces my consumption by three in total. I can build right, so I can build two buildings a turn now. Three three terrain improvements and create two hex and claim two hexes. Yep, that's one of the improvements, big big improvements you get for being larger size. Is um, I can actually do more things. Yep. And then if I can get up to 26 and over, that's when I get my next kingdom stat. Correct. In terms of I can put my king's stat into one more kingdom thing. Correct. And then it doesn't jump again until you hit like 100. Cool. So with regard to... So, um, with regard to having a queen, yeah. um, is that like having a king? Yes. 
So I can actually... It's, a, it's effectively a role that you haven't currently filled within your kingdom that performs exactly the same function as the king. So did, uh, what I uh, mean specifically is when I get my size over 26, does my hypothetical queen add her stats to campaign to yes. two kingdom attributes? Yes. Awesome. Yes, it's good to be married. Yep. You should know. Mm-hmm. I do know. Yes, and, and the other upside being that if something happens to one of your rulers, the other one just keeps functioning. Uh, you lose the stat bonus from yes, the additional ruler. Yes, teleported off the first world again. Yep. <laughs> hey, I might get teleported to a different dimension next time. You don't know. Elemental plane of fire, here we come. I am going to build a house for my third thing. Okay. Yep. And it's if I build them and to reduce my unrest, it also gives me some more options and I have space to build more buildings. I just need to look at who needs the house more badly. Oh, it's that's another spare house. Could I have a red plan, please? Let's put it next to the barracks. Soldiers can love that. It seems um, very difficult to fill when you... Um, first um, look at this hex and look at all the things, mm-hmm. but um, I've got the Hodag layer over those two, and the temple of El- potential temple of Elks, the potential temple of Aristotle down here, and actually I've only got about ten hexes to go. Ten, ten lots? Ten lots to go. Which is useful, because the more lots you fill, the um, more money your city has. Yes. Yes, quite true. Um, How many lots do you have just while you're sitting there? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And it says here I've got a current base value and population I can. Yeah, they have gone up in fact. Yay! Uh, so your base value, which is what? 3,500 at the moment. Jumps up by 2,000. Oh, wow, nice. You have just hit the thing where you now have a small city instead of a large town. Cool. Uh, and the population is, what, 20 things? Uh, 20, 20 lots? Uh, you, just, you just said 20. Just yes. Uh, 20 by 250, you've got the calculator there. Yep. 20 times 250... Blimey, okay, it must have not updated that for a while. It's um, I've got 750 here, and I make that 5,000. 5, uh, right, no, we, we twiddled this. Yeah, so yeah. The populations weren't so ludicrous. Uh, pass me the calculator, or we'll see what the current one is. Yep. Yes, that's right, we were happy with the money, but not... Um, yeah. I make 1250. Sounds much more plausible. Cool. Do you want to um, note that rule down on that page? I suppose. You see me logically. Yeah, because two two five zero is when your grid is full. Yeah. All thirty six lots. Yeah. At which point I need to um, look at expanding my city. Okay. All right. Um, and I need to. Yep, I actually paid for that house. Uh, it is three built. Wow, since I've the house is three gold points. Sweet, yep. 
Cool. And risk drops by one. This doesn't count against the number of buildings you can build. Yep. Yep. Anything else? Uh, no. No, that's that's all my buildings. Okay. I play me five, build, farm and fishery. Uh, create armies, adjust your edicts. Still good. Collect taxes. Collect taxes, okay. Right. Big number. Small number. If you are um, interested in your... Now, your, the army you now have access to, I can tell you about them. Yep, tell me about them. So, you now have access to a large militia, which is 200 warrior, third level warriors versus your 50 that you currently got. Yep. Um, accordingly, they basically have um, triple the hit points, two more armor, and two more offense. Um, and actually don't have a higher consumption rate, be it giving them extra resources is more expensive, because that's based on how large they are. Right, so if I had a place to fit a larger army, um, I wouldn't actually have to pay more consumption. Yeah, there's still only consumption one. Right. It's only when you get up to the next one that's consumed dependent size 25 that they hit consumption two. Well, that's worth knowing. So um, if I had an army, that a 200-man army, yeah. how big a building would I need to fit them in? Because I know I'm at my, ma- my, my barracks is holding as many guys as it can hold. Uh, a medium army can be held in a castle or a garrison. That's what I thought. That's the yep. limiting factor on armies at this yep. stage. Um, and um, Goody Niska will bring you the fairly off-screen conversation. Um, the, the the will of what the people want style of thing, what they're asking for in the in the yoke of buildings. Yep, that's what it's um, You had all these riots last month, and yep. you've got a bunch of um, uh, basically malcontent men that Greenness get complains about that she's sort of had arrested style yep. of thing. Um, that depending on what what you would do with them, you could have them put to death, which is pretty damned hardcore. Yeah. Um, you could throw them out of the kingdom. Yeah. Um, you can you can jail them temporarily in like people's houses and that yeah. sort of thing, um, and you can put them on community service. Yeah. What you can't do is actually oh sorry the the equivalent of jail that you've got would be to put them in the mines essentially yeah. to work as indentured under yeah. arrest in the mines style of thing. Um, so er- ergo, she's bringing you word that you know people would vaguely like a jail, so they had somewhere to put their criminals. That makes good sense. But it's it's she's very clearly advising you that it's by no means close to the people are desperate for a jail. Yeah, it's merely they kind of want one. Yeah, yeah, it it, it it is actually kind of getting beyond the joke that we don't have one. But you know, she's the. Um, Perfectly understanding and happy if you want garrisons and that sort of thing instead. Yeah. Given that you are actively in a state of war. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And if I could afford either, I'd be a happy killer. Okay, so you gain build points? Yep, I make my economy check. How many build points? Uh, 13 from the economy check and then plus 4 from my running upkeep, which yep. gives me minus 8. Seventeen. Fair enough. So, the, um, currently the kingdom is bleeding them a bit. It, although, you know, I would have had a lot more money if it wasn't for that plague. Yep. But the key aspect is 
it, it took a couple of turns of expansion, and my control DCs are a bit more horrible, but I now have a running build point total of four as opposed to two when yep. Revoy dumped us. A, um, and a consumption is, and my consumption is back down to five, yep. which means that the um, overall economy is much better, and I have um, better economy coming in from my silver mines and stuff, so the economy is in much better shape, but um, it's going to take a while to recover from the you have been advised that the people would vaguely like a jail, um, and then you get your kingdom event. Yes. Uh, which will be... Um, Gosh, we don't have a lot of uneventful turns. <laughs> that's because you keep generating plot. <laughs> um, you get a message from Jod Kavkin, yep. your high priest, telling you to basically come and see him in the Temple of the Old Gate, your convenience, not, yep. not urgent. Yeah. And at some point you show up, and he is um, sitting here the... You, you certainly haven't got a temple operating here, but John has built it up to the extent there's several rooms in here. Yeah. Of which you can trivially, you, you know exactly where he'll be and find him in essentially the head priest's office. Yeah. He's got a couple of assistants under him. Yeah. Um, and he looks up as you come in and has paperwork all over his desk. And where's John? Hold on. Ah, Caleb, there you are. Come in. Hey, John, what's on your mind? Uh... I have some paperwork that needs to be brought to your attention. After the matter, after the matter with Svetlana, tea and crumpets, tea and crumpets, there he is. After the matter with Svetlana, uh, several more of my parishioners have come to me also requesting annulments. Ah! I do not believe to be in their or the community's best interests, so I have turned them down for the moment. However, as is their right, they have appealed over my head to the king. Right. And I am now bringing this to you, and he tosses several sheets of paper across the desk. Yeah. Which you have a browse through and he tells you about. Yeah. Um, essentially you have you have another ten you you have another ten people, nine of them women, one of them man. Um, all requesting annulments from their marriage, the same thing Svetlana had. Their marriage wasn't supposed to be, it was a mistake, they want you to disappear it. Yeah. Um, by extraordinary order of the king, essentially. Yeah. Um, of that lot, um, one of them claimed that the guy claims that his wife is an evil cultist and a hag and a witch and the devil. Functionally, okay, um, and would like you to, as a religious matter, suppress his marriage. Yeah, uh, so that his soul goes on to Aristotle's endless fields, kind of thing. Yeah, um, unencumbered by that anchor, quote unquote. Yeah, um, four of the women um, are claiming annulments on the basis that their respective husbands are under arrest for the riots last month. Yeah. Um, and claiming that, that, you know, it's a mistake because they would have never married them if they'd known they were the sort of criminals who would, you know, try and steal from people who were sick and dying and this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, two more are respectively claiming drunkenness and wife-beating, and then two more are just kind of, you know, yeah, d- d- like it was a mistake, get rid yeah. of it, turn the clock back. So there's no reason they can't just have divorces for these things, right? Um... So you you talk to John about yeah. this for a bit. Um, basically, John, as a traditional, as as a fairly vaguely right wing traditionalist Aristotelian, um, believes that they shouldn't have divorces. Period. Um, yeah. 
Not not necessarily under any circumstance whatsoever, but as a general rule, it should be the very absolute last recourse as opposed to something that should be done. Yeah. Um, and he, he gives you basically a lecture on if you allow these annulments, you know, and that sort of thing, you will under, undermine the fabric of society that makes our community work. Yeah. Because a solid marriage is the basis for our communities, the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so his, his hat is very clear as to where yeah. he's putting it in this fight. Yeah. Um, you can you you can give you can grant them divorces, which basically um, it it's not as useful because it um, leads to a bunch of other problems like where their stuff goes and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, unsurprisingly, most of these women are peasant wives. Yeah. You know, they have no independent means of income. So yeah. All of them. Um, so depending on how much you want to make it the state's problem, you can grant them divorces and then try and look after them, grant them divorces and kick them out into the street. Um, it, grant monolments, which leads to a weird legal situation where they own the house with this guy that they have no relationship with. Yeah. Um, but, but annulments are definitely by extraordinary order of the king style thing because yeah. it splits... Yeah. It, 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 the assets remain in their joint venture. Yeah. Um, or you can simply, as the king, you have the power to deny them all. And yeah. Say, no, you, just, you have to stay married. Yeah. All right. Um, Among other things, um, they do need, they do actively need permission from somebody to get divorced. They can't do it off their own bat. They can abandon their marriages and run away yeah. and do whatever. But they need someone's permission, which would, generally speaking, be jawed, or at the size of the community you're expanding to, possibly one of his under-priests. Yeah. And as the king, you are the last port of call yeah. for any such decisions, because Jod has already told them, you, you know, let's talk through your problems instead yeah. of just granting you annulments, and they've said, no, no, we want the king to annul them. Yeah. Um, the, um, I'll grant extraordinary annulments to any, any man or woman who can demonstrate that they were told their wife was one species and they actually turned out to be a different one. Yeah. John looks to the paperwork. You have none of those. If I uh, Unless you count the guy who claims his wife is in fact a hag. Provide, which, which he didn't know going in. Provide documentary evidence that she's a hag and he's, yeah. he's John, got it. John knows the woman. He... Um, in several polite words, calls her a vicious, sharp-tongued shrew. But, you, you know, she hasn't been seen chanting and waving yeah. its mystical eyes and cursing people and such forth. What I'd like to see is those whose husbands are guilty of crimes... However, the guy isn't known drunk. So. Yeah. Those, those whose husbands are accused of crimes, and he'll point yep, to the yep. wife-beating stat... Mm-hmm. Joel takes it all nice. Um, ...or to be able to um, have regular prosecutions for abuse... Uh, it, for assault as per the standard laws of Stagthorn. Those who are unhappy, they've mar- married husbands who turned out to be criminals and the other issues, um, I would suggest counselling. I would like there to be an avenue for them to petition for divorce if their issues turn out to be irredeemable. I know we're still values marriage, but once it gets to the point where the marriage is no longer the, the the relationship is more divisive to the community than the separation would be. I think it's something that needs to be looked into as an option. But they should at least demonstrate they've made an effort to reconcile the differences. 
And into whose hands does that choice go? That is a good question. Traditionally, it would be mine, but they have the right to appeal over my head, which, as he says, they're doing. Well, uh, how, however, you can then delegate it back down again. And, yeah. And you can literally look at them and say, okay, I'm not granting these annulments. This then goes back to you, John. You go back and tell them we're not granting their annulments, and it's up to you to then determine if you want them to divorce or work on their marriage or what have you. Yeah, I think... Um if they wish to petition me as a separate matter for a divorce, then I'll continue. I'm prepared to continue to be the court of last resort in that regard. However, unless they have some extraordinary circumstances to report, they will need to demonstrate they've made some effort to resolve their problems beforehand. If you are giving me, um, if you're giving me a directive to be more permissive with divorces, I, I can enact that of my own that. Um, have dealt with many village, many many upset wives and husbands over the years. I don't want a good idea where the line lies. I um I have faith in your judgment. I am happy if they want to push these matters directly to me. I'm happy to review each case. Yep. But if you can make it known that if they want me to go over your uh, if they want me to um go over your head, they'll need to demonstrate they've put some effort into endeavouring to resolve the, the, and to yep. demonstrating that the product problems are redeemable. So you go back and forth on this. Um, one of them, you and George come to the agreement of actually um, it, it not granting the annulment so much as um, arresting the husband because George says, you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident the guy is a wife beater yeah. but we can't really do anything about it until she complains, yeah. which she's now doing so. Yeah. So whack. Yeah. Uh, we'll then turn this over to our warden to yeah. sort now. Yeah. Um, as yeah. to the rest, we of, need a jail. <laughs> as to the rest of them, you're granting um, uh, potential divorces style of thing. Yeah, basically, um, I want them to do some equivalent of marriage counselling and actually attempt to resolve the problems with someone. Yep. If at the, the end of that period, Jod or one of his priests can state that the differences don't appear to be... that they feel the couple have put in an effort and the differences don't yep. appear to be resolved. Basically, what I'm looking for is a balance where you can get a divorce if you really want one, but, but you have to... But it's not your first port of course. You have to go to sort of post-marital counselling. You, you have to go to marital... You have to put some effort in, and you have to demonstrate that you've genuinely endeavoured to resolve the problem. Yep. And in the case where the guy thinks his wife's a hag, unless he's just being poetical, we might want to look at some kind of, you know, p- private counselling. Is he actually hallucinating? Is he going to stab her soon? Is he going to stab himself soon? Is he going to stab somebody else soon? Can, can you roll me a loyalty check? Uh, I make it. Okay. So when you 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 put these enactments into place and start yeah. processing this through, um, there are several quiet grumbles about how Svetlana got special treatment. Yeah. Because she got her annulment granted, and and yeah. no one else did. Yeah. Um, and that this is, you know, a clear sign of murf, 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 yeah. murf, murf, murf. However, it, it's comparatively quiet muttering. Yeah. The ten people directly involved are unsurprisingly annoyed and yeah. are ten of their closest friends kind of thing. But it's not um, a big upset going through your community, resulting yeah. in unrest effectively. Yeah. I, um, 
Yeah, I'm not interested in becoming the marriage... Yeah. I'm not interested in becoming the you-don't-like-your-marriage guy. By and large, the population agrees with your decision. There is minor grumbling about Svetlana getting special, extraordinary favours that other people apparently can't get. Yeah. But fundamentally, if people want a kingdom in, you know, in which no matter how hard... you know, No matter what someone's done for the kingdom, they definitely don't get any kind yeah. of special treatment. They're actually looking John, in the wrong place. Gates, not something Caelan has a deep problem with. John very mildly disapproves of, um, of, of this turn of events and blames Goody Nesca. Yeah. I, I, I'm seeking a balance where they're both unhappy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think she'll feel I'm not being permissive enough. Yeah, he'll, she'll, she will indeed come and have a separate word with you and, and say, you know, well, these women shouldn't have to put up with being married to criminals, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I'm aiming for a goal where they're both yeah. a bit unhappy with me yeah. as opposed to John's completely you happy or good is completely happy. Everyone's mildly annoyed. Yep. Victory. That's that's Kellen's new criteria for success. He's moved his goalposts. Okay, and that ends your kingdom too. Yep. Okay, so that that's the um that's the only thing. I don't lose any build points or nothing. No, no, it's just a little Sweet. event. You you could have potentially gained a point of unrest. Mm-hmm. All right, then. Um, next thing up. By the way, really though, because if you yeah. grant every annulment that passes your desk, all the Aristarians are going to start complaining. Yeah, and um, I, I'm in my sympathies entirely with them, honestly. It's um, it's not necessarily the ruling that somebody else would make, but it's certainly where Caelan comes down on the thing. That's why you're the king, baby. Mm-hmm. So, month is you in now? The Masters? Cathona. Yeah, just finding out what season it is. Yep. What season is it? Is it win- are we heading into winter or is it still autumn? Uh, Cathona is the end of winter. Right. Sorry, no, no. The sound right. Uh, the start of winter. Sorry. That that sounds more plausible. Which, among other things, based off Tristan's knowledge, will probably keep the trolls now a while. Yeah. The cold doesn't actually hurt them per se, but they don't like it any better than you do. Okay, I have recorded the stuff that um, happened in the kingdom. Yep. Um, so I'm going to reassemble this kingdom pile a bit and um, my next move is um, buying and statting and writing up my beautiful new sword. Okay. I wouldn't normally do tre- treasure division when I've only found two things, but you know, one of them is my beautiful new sword, so. I do love it forever. I do love it You want to take it to bed with you and have it burn you horribly with acid? Not so much. <laughs> Oddly enough. I want to stab trolls with it. Okay, so how much is a magic. Um, you said I could upgrade it for free, so it's now fix it for. Um, yeah, it's now no costs. longer broken. Cool. Um, how much is a magic plus two acid bastard sword? Okay, so when you actually identify it, um, you will get it is a plus two bonus, so that's plus two to hit, plus two to damage, basically. Yep. Um, it is acidic, which means for a command word um, in Sylvan, which you find out as part of identifying it, you can turn the acid on or turn the acid off. Yep. Because to, to traditionally you don't walk around with a sheath dripping acid into yep. a sheath, you pull it out and turn it on. Yep. 
Um, thirdly, it is actually a named weapon. Ooh! It is called Gatekeeper. That's a great name. For probably very obvious reasons at this point. Yep. Um, and it is worth 18,000 gold pieces. Yep. That's exactly what... It is, it is the equivalent of a plus three weapon. Yep, that's exactly what Calum's been saving his pennies for. Okay. Good decision to save the money, Calum. Alright, I can actually afford this. And Tristan can tell you if you, if you hadn't already sussed it that... Um, Many of the creatures from the Elf Dark will either be actively vulnerable to acid or um, it stops, it suppresses their regeneration powers. Cool. Basically, by virtue of the fact that they exist in a form outside of your dimension, but to actually enter this dimension, they have to take a physical shape, which is generally greedily tentacle monster. Which tend to be, you know, rubbery, tough, difficult. But um, everything melts functionally. Yeah. Acid is the the one that just kind of works. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Might be useful to get candle nail or such like. Yeah. Well, after so much with um, after so much time, um, comparatively poor, the party fund is really um brightening right up. Um. Okay. Kiln's personal money, however, is a little, little low. Uh, so, the we um, sell the ancient elven clothes, you know, yep. probably to the Order of the Silver Twilight. Yes, indeed. Um, you know, with actual, like, sorry about the barrow blowing up, but here's the best I can tell yeah, you, historical notations. Yeah. Chris Ferrossi will politely fuss. Yeah. About how, you know, he's not saying it's your fault per se, but if you could do a better job of preserving the ancient historical thing yeah. instead of taking the magic sword. Yeah. You know, which may seem good now, but think of what we could have learned from the Barrow. Yeah. And then... Um, Bill Nord smiles and sheaths his magic sword. And sheaths his magic troll-killing sword. Yeah, the, the immediate problem is that we're all going to be killed by trolls. Um, okay, um, so... Um, party fun perks up as a result of this selling, and also of Kalen's contribution to the rest of the party buying the sword off him, as Kalen spends nearly all of his money, and has um, 1700 gold in his pants left. He's rich. Well, he had 6,000 set that he was saving up before this Mm -hmm. incident, but he has a magic acid bastard sword, which is so great. Um, He is running out of weapon slots, however. Yep. So I'm just going to note my base melee attack um, in a little slot down here and put my um, bastard sword in my last weapon slot. By all means. Okay. I can take you through what your bastard sword does if you need to. Desire that, yes. I mean, I can't actually look up a regular bastard sword in the book. And yes, but I can just tell you. It's that psychic and amazing. You will also find, as you wander around your kingdom with this, um, many of the Fae seem to know it, instinctively. Like, Perlavish knows its gatekeeper. When you try and ask him, you know, what that means and where it came from and that, he just kind of shrugs and tells you that, you know, he sees it, it's gatekeeper. Yeah. 
It's kind of like how um, it, like that thing where Shell, where I was adventuring with Shaolu, and the the face is she was crying leaves a daughter, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it, 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 and I was like, what do you mean? It was crying yeah, leaves like daughter? You, you, Everybody you knows. Ask, you ask him, you know, hey, did you know this magic sword was there called Gatekeeper? No, no, of course he didn't. Yeah, you know, but what is it? It's Gatekeeper. Yeah, you know, it's got Mab's mark on it. We can, you know, it's it's awesome. Okay. Uh, so you want to know what your bastard sword does? Yes. Um, so it's a plus two weapon. Yep. The rest of yours are masterwork, don't they? They are. Okay. So it'll be one higher to hit than what you're, what you're currently wielding. That's what I thought. Because the magic and the masterwork do the yeah. same plus to hit. Yep. Um, then it does 1d10. Presuming you're wielding this double-handed, which you will have to. Yep. Because unless you actually have the proficiency, you have to wield it. Yeah, no, I, I'm perfectly content. So I'll just note that down. Um, two-handed. So it's like the great sword, except a different kind of sword. Yeah, yep. pretty much. It's a slightly smaller great sword that you could yep. theoretically wield in one hand if you put the effort in. Yep. Among other things, of course, you can always turn one of your fighter bonus feats into exotic weapon proficiency bastard swords. I can. <laughs> but there's no real merit to you of wielding it one-handed. If I want a one-handed weapon, I'll just use the flail. Uh, so what is your uh, current damage bonus to one of your other double-handed weapons? Um, to the great sword is plus four. Okay, so this will be 1d10 plus six plus 1d6. Plus six? Yeah, because it's Wow. Four. It's four from your strength, double-handing, yeah. and then two from the magic of the weapon. Wow! <laughs> it's my first magic weapon. Yes, and it's a plus three weapon. It's So fuck it's kind it's, of awesome. Fuck, it's pretty. Um, okay, Kaelin is going to stroke it. <laughs> yeah, it, it does 1d10 plus four damage because of how you fight normally. Yeah. Then an extra two for being magical. Yeah. Then an extra d6 for being acidic. Yeah, which is the acid damage, yes. Uh, and then crit range 19 to 20 times two. Ah, yes. Slashing damage, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Be it, bastard swords are kind of good weapons to start with, and plus three 18,000 gold magical ones are kind of good as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the um... The fact that we nearly got disintegrated by the undead ne- wall of necrotic energy seems a lot better in retrospect now that I have this awesome sword. <laughs> Thus, Kaelin is happy. Yes, yes, Kaelin is happy. Yeah, okay, at this point, like, it's probably not... Inc- he's going to have both sheathed on his back. Yep. At the point that he picks up another sword, he's probably going to have to think through actually putting, getting rid of one of them, but, you know... At this point, he's holding on to the awesome adamantite yeah, yeah. greatsword. I, I can effortlessly see you're a fucking six-level fighter. Of course, you can have greatswords strapped over your back. <laughs> I mean, if you were so inclined, you could dual wield bastard swords. It's not <laughs> a very good idea, but you could. <laughs> um, and then the last thing is, I need to put that in my. All right. Um, how many pounds does that weigh? Six. Thank you. So that's the. <laughs> Is it a thing that I'm carrying 33 pounds of weapons? That's not much. It's only three great axes. 33 pounds just of weapons. Um, and, it, and while it is of exceptionally fine make, it is um, not of any remarkable material. Yep. 
what do you now wish to do with your life? Um, go adventuring. Okay. But I actually want to talk to people about a, a plan for adventuring. Yep, you have your adventuring planning committee. Yep. So, so like, prizes off. Um, that, that would be the four PCs. They that, flip into the room. That, that's my inner council. Yep. You know, that's yep. my inner council. Secret inner council, yep. Yep. It's not, it's not a big secret. Ugh, I have us. What do you want? Uh, wanted to, um, want to go south and have a poke around. Just wanted to think about, um, what's worth doing. We have, um, quite a lot of the, most of the, most of the very south still hasn't been explored. We're, um, once we get, once we get it south of, um, south of Candlemere vicinity, we don't really know what's down there. Hey, well, as I think about it, I heard an interesting rumour the other day. Ah, yes. Let me tell you about it. And see if it matches any of the other rumours you're already aware of. <laughs> you don't have to do the rumours if you know. Yes, this also gives me an opportunity to see which rumours I've found out about. To be honest, actually, it's not a bad way of doing them. Because mm-hmm. you get, like, second-hand information that doesn't necessarily make sense. Because Corwin's telling you, some guy told me... Stag Lord and Ghostly Bandits on the eastern side. So we've got Brutish Hill Drive. I met the Swamp Witch. Yes, but you hadn't heard the rumours about it. Ah, uh, okay. Which you now have. Uh, that there is a hag known as the Swamp Witch living in a marsh on the northwest shore of the Tuskwater, which unsurprisingly matches where you found an old green-skinned woman. Yes. Um, they say that she consorts with demons and steals children and boils them into stew in her magic cauldron. Mm-hmm. Your interaction with the old Beldame was that you found her unfriendly and basically exited stage left as fast as possible without ever actually going into her house or significantly interacting with her. Yeah. But that is what you hear about her. Yeah. And then there's that one guy who's like, you think she's a hag? Let me tell you about my wife. Ah, yes, I've got Swamp Witch hat. Is there any way I can um, assess the veracity of, like, do a gather information check or whatever and um, actually assess if there are people who genuinely have complaints about her stealing children or if there's one of those, she's a witch, so she steals children things? Uh, the, the methodology of resolving whether your rumours are true or false is to go and poke them. Right. Okay. Like, go see if the Swamp Witch is eating children. Stuff yeah. Yeah. No, um... 
you you can't find um, the thing is you you'll know this basically you can't find anyone who knows these things are a fact yeah like you can't find anyone who's seen the undead stag lord wandering round etc 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 but you also only hear you know rumours of this mad hermit that used to live down there that lived in a hollow tree style of thing yeah you never find the guy that knows exactly where he is on the map yeah they're merely uh, calls to action of sorts yeah which may be true and may be false yeah so no, there, there is no methodology by which you can assess that further. Yeah. On the other hand, that was um, me and Corwin that went in there. Yeah. So we weren't exactly team diplomacy. Yeah. Um, unless you go hard into, like, you could cast divination spells on rumours you receive. Yeah, yeah. A bit expensive given our um, current lack of supply of political magic. You've got, like, 6,000 gold in your... Um... Party fun. Yeah. Quite true, actually. Have all the commune spells you wanted. Mm-hmm. Not true. Not for six thousand. Have a couple of commune spells. Yeah. Okay. So I that was what I heard. Ah. Uh, but that's a bit for that's a bit further north than what you're talking about. Alright. So what I'm, what I want advice on is I've been tossing around in my head what to do about the trolls. Right. Now that I have Gatekeeper, Kaelin says and strokes the hills as he has become what to doing. Good start. Um, the, um, I've been thinking about, uh, I've been thinking about Chief Scootscale's suggestion about, um, denying them resources. But, um, it's not, um, it's not, uh, burning crops is a fairly, fairly horrible thing to do to any kingdom troll or otherwise. What I was wondering about was um, potentially raiding sla- slave raids. Get in there and break the people out, take them north. There's some nods around the table that's interesting. This is, well, if he has the sort of infrastructure you've described, he must have slaves operating very much like our peasants, running farms and that sort of thing for him. The food has to be coming from somewhere. Uh, it's it's certainly quite doable if we it would be easier if we knew where they were Aye, I was thinking of heading down there with Bryn and scouting out the area we could get some valuable intelligence and if we saw an opportunity we could get in and take some people north yes move silently move quickly move unseen under troll noses or move openly in disguise says McKinnon that's an option available to us as well. What I wanted was an assessment before I go doing this thing. I mean, I've got us into trouble before. Um, I've got us into trouble before rescuing folk. I didn't expect... I, I don't think it would... Uh, and, um, attacking the 40 lizard folk with just me and Tristram would have been a better move, and we obviously couldn't leave the boy there, but I wasn't expecting... In stealing one child who, let's face it, was ours to begin with, would, would start a war. It'd be a different thing if we'd stolen one of the lizard folks, oaks, wee hatchlings. Um, I want to push a Grolka. I'd rather he invaded us th- than the return, particularly if he's not ready for it, we have to do it anyway. But I don't want to, um, I, 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 I don't know how 
how wise this is. I want want to know what you think before I stick my hand into the hornet's nest. Well, says Michaela, we are already functionally, whether declared or not, at war with the Grokka. The let us presume the worst course. We raid a slave. We raid a slave encampment. Retrieve a bunch of people, and then immediately come under assault by troll armies. Are we prepared for that outcome? Assuming that they come here to attack us. If they assault Elkrist, they'll bite off a mouthful, and no mistake. With our, um, with the, um, with the Watchtower and with the Hodag eggs in support, um, I think our army would be a match for any one troll army. Of course, they have the same logistical issues we do. If Agrocka has multiple armies, he could theoretically march them all Elkrist at the cost of leaving his own home undefended. I... Would you do that? I wouldn't, and, um, he's not... He's not necessarily... Even before we start raiding his infrastructure, he's not necessarily got the food to mobilise more than one troll army at a time. And the lizard folk will need feeding as well if he wants them to march north on us, which they may not be so eager to do after the last time. So there's a lot of discussion about this. Um, The general presumption is that, depending on the scale you're talking about, this will probably draw some sort of reaction from Magrolka. On the other hand, that's kind of what you're aiming for. Yeah. Yeah, because if I wait, he'll invade when he feels like he's got so, the... So they sort of recommend don't go and do this and then send your army off to Varnhol. Yeah. No, no, that's that's fine. And I'm also factoring in the... It, it's kind of a snowy snowy time of year, possibly tougher for the uh, less friendly to the army that decides to mobilise anyway, more yep. army to the, uh, the army that stays home and has warm boots. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, all makes sense. Cool, that's all right. Um, I guess, um, oh, meta clarification wise. Yeah. Um, I when you suggested this plan about the crop burning chief soot scales, you said that he came up with it because he was the sort of duplicitous little bastard that would. Yes. Um, I uh, morality wise, how does this stand in terms of um, is this something that people generally will go, oh my god, I can't believe you did that that you raided a troll kingdom and freed their human slaves. I don't think you'll have a lot of judgment from your populace if that's what you're worried about. Um, I guess mostly in terms of leaving the trolls to starve style of thing. Like, if they, if we take their human slaves, it, it's similar in effect to burning their crops in the sense that they can't harvest them. Um, it, it's, I, I certainly don't see it as being more immoral than letting them keep human slaves in the first place. Yeah. Also, frankly, you know, if the trolls decide they want to eat you because you're good nourishing, are you really going to worry about whether it's immoral to stab them just because they're hungry? Yeah. No, quite true. No, perfectly happy with that. No, that's cool. All right, then this this seems like a good plan. In which case, instead of exploring generally with someone, I'm going to be exploring south specifically with Bryn. Um, Tristan says, I, I think it's extremely unlikely that they'll starve. I, I mean, they're dim, but they're not that dim. They'll either have to go elsewhere, acquire a better source of food closer by, or attack to get to regain their resources. The way I figure it, it uh, if we can pull it off, it either buys us some time while they're where our, our army, 
economy prospers and theirs suffers to build up our military, or they'll have to invade when they're not ready for it, at which point we hope we can land them a defeat. It's it's by no means guaranteed that we can, of course, but it's by no means guaranteed in any case. I mean, we can keep building up the army and we'll be in better shape to defend, but then they'll be in better shape to attack as well. Okay? Yep. And so, yes, Bryn and I will head south, heading in the direction of A-10. Okay. The Troll City. Okay. Do you want to proceed onward with that? No, because it's 9.45. Okay, so we're leaving session there? Um, unless you want to, unless there's something particularly startling and dramatic at the start of no, no, I, that No, no, I think not. You um, begin to head for the... Troll City. Um, uh, the other one being, um, d- depending on what you're going for, are you looking at breaking into the city and taking people out from there? Because that's by far away going to be the hardest methodology of doing it. No, I was hoping. Given that they're using them as farmers, I was hoping to raid the the associated fields. Yep, yeah, which will actually be in a different hex. Right, because okay. it will literally be a farm hex. Ah, I see. Okay, good to know. So we, we will need to first explore and find the troll farm, and then raid the troll farm. Yeah, slash farm, slash whatever. Yeah, sweet. Um, so, because my understanding was they have human slaves in the city and human slaves in the fields. Yeah. And the hu- human and elves and general humanoids. Yeah, humanoids, yeah. Yeah. Um, we want to rescue the human slaves yeah, taking, in the fields. Taking the guys out of the city is going to be very difficult because you need to find them... Uh, kill anything that's keeping them there, and then leave again with yeah. however many people behind you. Yeah, I mean they're presumably not happy, and some of them might die. But their chances, uh, the, the general goal of these slave raids is to come out with live slaves. Yeah, we don't want to get a whole bunch yeah. of civilians killed. Your understanding from um, interrogating Tartuk is that they've basically taken these people from caravans, you know, travelers, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, so some of them will in- in- inevitably be citizens of your actual kingdom. Yeah. You know, others will be from Brivoy, Mivon, Varhol, yeah. that kind of thing. I want them. I, I want them released. I just don't want. But I don't want to raid the actual city. That's a bit hardcore. So no, we will go south and scout around. Yep. It's also not necessarily a bad thing to explore some of those troll city vicinity hexes and see what's there to be seen. Yep. Okay, so shall we leave it at you and Bryn prepare to head off yep. into trollish danger? Yep, I think we ride dramatically south. Well, in this case, Kaelin rides and Bryn runs along the side, which still feels odd to him, even though he's sort of used to it. But if it's any consolation, she's deliberately slowing herself down to keep up with your horse. Yeah. Because he now goes faster than your horse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bugs. Which means she can run Kaelin on foot into the ground, yes. literally.